1: Today, I am really looking forward to talking to Lillian So about making permanent life transformation. And Lillian So is a therapist, coach, and a best selling author who helps driven millennials unlock permanent life transformation. As the creator of The Sew Method, a five-pillar program, she's been featured on ABC, NBC, CBS, and other really cool, well-known outlets. So Lillian, welcome to Your Superpowered Mind.
0: Thank you so much for having me. I'm looking forward to this conversation.
1: Yeah, me too. And so I'm going to just start where I always do, which is what superpower did you uncover as the result of mastering your mind.
0: <laughs> I've never actually been asked this question formally before. And as soon as I heard that question, the first thing I thought was, oh, my gosh, I just have to choose one. Like, where do I even begin? <laughs> um, because I feel like I, I I often talk about my superpowers uh, in lots of different ways. So I will try to answer this question as concisely as possible with the first things that come up for me. Great. Um, I think. Uh, i have I really do believe that I have so many superpowers, as I'm sure you, Kristen, also have many superpowers. and all of the listeners, everybody has so many superpowers. And I think that in itself is probably one of the superpowers that I unlocked is realizing that I really am just limitless potential. So uh, that like really, really knowing that I feel like is, you know, unlocking something in itself. Um, But beyond that, I think one of my superpowers is really being able to see people. I really, really just see people. I feel like I've had the superpower as a child, but I didn't know that it was a superpower until I really started doing the work myself. And that is just something that I feel I'm just gifted in. I just see people. I feel like I understand people. I can see through their wounds. I can understand their story. I just can really see people, Mm -hmm. which also ultimately helps me help them connect the dots around their healing process around their transformation process. And so my ability to truly see people almost in a way that I can, a lot of times my clients will say this, like, oh, I feel like Lillian, you know, sees me in ways that I can't even see myself. And, you know, and I think that's we all need those people in our lives. Um, but because of my ability to do that, I'm really able to help people unlock their power and unlock their own magic because I'm able to help them connect those dots by really seeing what they're made of and helping them see what they're made of as well.
1: Ah, That is really, truly lovely. And my question, and this is a question I often have when I meet somebody like you and you're like, look, I can do this. And you just so own it. Like, that confidence, did you always have that? Were you born with that? <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, I, I feel like, in some ways, yes, but definitely no. Uh, I will say no. Uh, today, m- myself today, sometimes it feels like I was always like this, but I definitely know that I wasn't. And that's kind of what set me off on this journey. You know, I think I actually spent a lot of my youth um, being just kind of sad and lonely and misunderstood and, you know, had a lot of low self-esteem and, you know, never really felt like I was uh, accepted by, you know, my own extended family matter, members, not so much like my parents per se. I mean, obviously I had my own stuff with my parents as well, growing up as we all do. But I think just in general, I always kind of felt like a little bit of a black sheep. I felt like I didn't really, you know, I never fully really felt super understood or seen or valued or, you know, or appreciated by the folks in my life. So I, you know, I do think that I spent a lot of my youth uh feeling kind of not really super confident in myself and that is also what led me to uh, pursue you know, the things uh, that I did so that I can feel better about myself. For example, I started fitness. I started getting into fitness at a really, really young age. And I think, not I think, but the reason for that was because I felt like I needed to improve myself because I needed to be better than what I was because I didn't feel like I was good enough. And so, um, yeah, I wouldn't say that i I, I think I it was always within me but it definitely got snuffed down really quickly at a very very early age and i had to go and find that and access that again
1: yeah that's it's really cool cuz it's just so interesting to you know well we we do have to go to a break but like knowing <laughs> that you have limitless potential right there having that certainty like how it, what is strength that is right, right there. And I don't mm-hmm. think a lot of people have it. I would say most people don't have that. Yeah. So let's, let's run. We're going to run to a break. And when we do, we'll go more into that. Um, you know what that feels like, what that looks like before we go. I just want to let you know that um, you can find Lillian and information about her book and her stuff at the And I'll put a link to that in the show night show notes and also, if you want to check out some of the stuff we're checking, we're doing around superpower, um, your superpowered mind. Go to, oh my gosh, I am misspeaking. Okay. <laughs> the things we're doing at Superpower Experts. You can go to yoursuperpoweredmind.com. And with that, we'll go to a break. I'll be, we'll be right
0: back. Hi, everyone. I'm Tonya Don Rekla, Executive Director of Superpower Experts. Are you ready to master your life? Are you looking for more calm and peace, connectedness in your relationships, more clear communication, guided thoughts, and a confidence in your ability to come up with creative solutions no matter what happens? Then join us at our next experience. Go to superpowerexperts.com and get signed up today.
1: All right, welcome back everyone. I'm talking to Lillian So. So, hmm, there's so much I wanna ask you about um because i love the work that you're doing and you know one of the things that you've got is this five pillar method where you're you're going at transformation from a number of different um, levels and areas and mind and body so can you tell people a little bit about that
0: yeah absolutely so uh, the reason why i created the soul method is it's literally just a result of my own personal journey so uh at some point in my mid-20s, I, I you know, had a lot of success. I burned out really quickly, had my first panic attack, and realized that I needed to uh, really just kind of take a pause and take some inventory of my life and start working on myself, as cliche as that sounds. And so, you know, I had already kind of mastered fitness in many ways, right? Like I was already a fitness professional. Um, at that time, you know, I got my degree in fitness. I was very like well-versed in understanding the body and, and physical health and fitness and things like that. But I was still very unhappy in a lot of other areas. Like I was running into a lot of the same, uh, patterns in relationships. Uh, I was running into a lot of uh, the same like kind of mental struggles around, uh, you know, not feeling good enough or self-doubt. And I just kind of found myself feeling like, wow, like I'm I'm, I'm feeling anxious and just like not at peace. Um, and I really realized that after my first panic attack, uh, you know, af- after I was really burning out. And so from there, I just threw myself into all kinds of self-development, healing, and discovery work. Uh, It first started out with kind of like the basics. I started going to therapy. I started taking care of myself. I started seeing an acupuncturist. And I enrolled myself into a yoga teacher training program. And from there, I just started connecting so many dots around the mind-body connection I started to really understand what was missing in my life beyond just the physical uh, mastery, beyond just the fitness aspect. I really started to understand how my mind was connected to my body and my emotions and my feelings and the way I see the world and how I communicate with people and what I put out there and what I believe and so forth. But that process of my own discovery and healing was like, A decade of work and financial investments. I was literally spending all of my extra time and resources into healing and working on myself. And I'm so glad I did that. However, at the same time, by the time I came out on the other side of a lot of this healing and self discovery work, I realized, oh my gosh. In order for one to reach this level of peace, health, understanding, growth, you need to work on everything at the same time. Like, not only do you need to take care of your body, but you also need to work on your mind. You also have to work on your mindset. You have to understand your programming. You also have to do all this healing work. You have to like learn how to manifest. You have to like really understand the power of your word and communication. And I was thinking, Who in the world could possibly go on the same kind of journey that I did, spending all of that time, energy, resources, money? I was traveling around the world seeking healers and teachers literally for a decade. Mm -hmm. And so through that process, I realized I'm like, I have to find a way to consolidate all of this and create a really simple, easy to follow process that is digestible and that does not take a decade <laughs> right. to internalize. And so that is when I started the process of developing the soul method and trying to really refine and simplify everything that helped me get to where I am uh, for Other people for my own future clients as well. Mm -hmm. And so through that process, I realized, okay, like it all kind of boils down to these five core pillars. And real quickly, those pillars are biology, programming, inner compass, communication and manifesting. And so to simplify you know, first you have to take care of your biology because you are a biological being, right? Mm -hmm. You have, you know, you literally have like, you know, a beating heart and muscles and, you know, cells. (laughs) So, you know, you have to take care of yourself at that physical, biological level. You have to take care of your health and fitness. You have to take care of yourself. You have to drink water. You have to exercise. You have to sleep, right? So you have to take care of that. Then I realized like, you know, all the therapy and all the coaching that I received, it's like, oh my gosh, like we are so... Um, programmed from the time that we are young and we adopt all these belief systems and we learn all these things, you know, that sometimes serve us, but also sometimes don't serve us. And they hold us back and they put us in fear. And so I realized, oh my gosh, we have to also unlearn and relearn so many things in order to become our best selves. So that's the programming pillar. Then the inner compass is literally like learning how to listen to your intuition and trusting yourself. Obviously, from the time that we are young, we're told not to make certain decisions. We're questioned. We get in trouble for you know things that we didn't know we were going to get in trouble for. And that deters us from really listening to our own inner compass as we get older. We're told what, what to study. We're told what college to go to, even though we wanted to go to one college. Maybe our parents tell us to go to a different college. And so our inner compass gets thrown off as we go into adulthood. So we need to recalibrate that. Mm -hmm. That's the third pillar. Then the fourth pillar, which is communication. I really believe this fourth pillar of communication is what holds everything up, right? From there, we, have to learn how to communicate what we want. We have to learn how to communicate what we need. We actually need to set boundaries. We need to literally learn how to communicate with one another so that we have healthy relationships so that our life, you know, is uh, focused and clear headed and, and we're not like, confusing and hurting one another along the process, right? Because other people are involved in our lives. And so communication has to be on point. That's the fourth pillar. And then the fifth and final pillar is manifesting. And the manifesting pillar is really important because something that I did not realize until I started doing the work is that life is design. Like I had no idea, right? For so long, for so many years, I thought, You know, like life is just happening. I just have to grind away. Some days I get lucky. Maybe if I work hard enough, I can achieve certain things. And I didn't really, really understand just how much I am the co-creator of my life and that there are actual ways, strategies, tools, you know, formulas around How to manifest and call in the things that you want, like on purpose, like that, that is a real thing. And so these are all the things that I know we have to work on at the same time simultaneously to create the dream life that we're all after. But that can be very overwhelming, right? It's like, oh my God, wait, hold on yeah. what did you just say? It's like I gotta like work on my health I gotta like I gotta unlearn relearn. I gotta recalibrate, I gotta learn how to communicate and then I gotta learn how to ma- how am I gonna do all of that that sounds crazy. Um, and so that is why I created the Soul method so that there is an easy to follow digestible process to work on all of this all of these things at once without mm-hmm. spending a decade learning all these things in the same way that it took me.
1: Yes. And so, you know, I know that people get to this point in their life where they're like, oh, and I'm not happy. You know, it's sort of like it all comes together and you're like, I feel, I feel great. And, you know, I don't like my job anymore and my relationships are falling apart. How do you, I guess, it, it seems like that could be overwhelming, Mm -hmm. almost to get started. And do you find that people have blocks to even like, oh, it's I just can't do that?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: And so, you know, I guess one of you know if somebody comes to you and says, oh, that's just too much, I can't do it, what do you say to them? Like how do you get them out of their own way or questions that you would ask?
0: Yeah, I love that you said that at the end. Questions I would ask, because that's exactly what I would do first. I would actually lead with a question. I think we often make the mistake of thinking, like, oh, if someone feels like down or stuck, that they need answers and that they need advice. But you know, when you're already feeling that overwhelmed and you're like, oh God, I don't even know where to start, that just sounds like too much. The last thing they want from you is like another piece of advice (laughs) or like, or like something to do, right? They literally just told you, I feel too overwhelmed to do anything. So you don't want to give, so I wouldn't say like, Oh, you know, go to an action item. Instead, I would go to self-reflection. I would go to a question Mm -hmm. and, you know, it starts starts with really, really, really simple questions. Like, do you want more right Mm -hmm. now? Yeah. Do you want to be happier right now? Like, are you free? Do you like the way you feel right now? Are you content with the way that your life is playing out and the way that you show up? Do you like your relationships? Do you like your life? Just like really, really, really simple questions. Mm -hmm. And while that may take you back to the beginning of like, well, I don't like my life, but my point is like, I still feel too overwhelmed. At that point, I would say, okay, but I'll ask you that question again. Like, are you happy right now? Okay, so are you okay with that? Like, are you okay with that? Like, do you want to do something about that? If I told you there was a simple way to get started, that it doesn't have to be overwhelming, that there is a way out, would you like to learn more? Mm -hmm. Would you be interested in that? And so I would just start with like really simple leading questions like that, because I think a lot of times we're already overwhelmed and we've decided that we're already overwhelmed and we're like, oh, it's going to be too overwhelming to start. Like there's so many things that are wrong. Oh my God, everything is such a hot mess. Like I don't even know where to begin. It's like, oh, I get that. I totally get that. Um, And there is a way out. If I told you that there was a way, like first of all, are you happy? Do you want to get out? Yes. Okay, great. But I feel overwhelmed. Okay. But if I told you there was a simple way that I will hold your hand and that I will literally tell you exactly what to do starting from week one, would you take me up on that offer? And if at that point, if that person said, yes, that is when I actually have a process for you. So for me personally, that's how it would go down.
1: Yeah. I like that. And I love, I mean, those are the great questions for anybody just sitting here now, no matter what stage their life is, mm-hmm. you know, is do you want more? Do you like the way you feel and mm-hmm. you know the way you show up? Because sometimes it's that just really being honest with yourself of, yeah, you know, mostly I'm okay, but really, am I going for what I want? No. You know, sometimes right. that's what the answer is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, Yeah. You know, one of the things that I saw on your website that you talked about that I just love this idea, and that is radical responsibility. Mm. So, can you explain what radical responsibility is? Because I think this is such an important piece to really internalize.
0: Yeah. If we're oh gonna make changes. Yeah. I mean, oh my gosh, I got to talk about radical responsibility for days and yeah, that there is a really, really great, uh, little mini snippet clip of that, me talking about that on my YouTube channel. Um, a lot of people have actually messaged me about that, you know, that, that those, those snippets that are on my website and on my YouTube page are actually from an, an actual coaching call that I had with my clients. And, uh, let me try to sum this up as uh, concisely as possible. So first of all, radical responsibility is exactly what it sounds like. It is radically taking responsibility over your life. Radically. And why, why is it radical? Because it's saying, no matter what, at the end of the day, it's all on me. It's being able to be bold enough and radical enough, radical enough and honestly, badass enough to be like, yeah, you know what? I take 100,000% ownership, no excuses, no, no, like blaming, shaming, no finger pointing, no victim mentality. Like I'm going to go all in and say that this is all on me. Like I am 100% fully responsible for myself. And even when things go awry, radical responsibilities means that you can pause and be like, cool. Well, how was I part of that thing that went awry? How could I have prevented that? How could I have made this better? How can I own that I had a part in maybe some of these things not going exactly the way that I wanted to? And so that is you taking 100% like bold, like fierce responsibility uh, over yourself, over your life, over the things that happen. I often teach responsibility as your ability to respond. And so, radical responsibility is your ability to respond to any situation in a way that is fully self, like self claiming, right? Mm-hmm. And so, I'll give some examples, right? It's uh, I've actually used this example quite a bit with uh, with my own clients. So back in the day, when I used to still teach like these group fitness classes. I used to teach these group fitness classes at a nightclub with a live DJ and everything. And it was like this, like really cool experience. And we used to allow people to come late. Okay. So if the class started at six 30, we would give people a grace period. Right. And we would say like, Oh, you know, we'll keep the doors open for the first, you know, 15 minutes or so, you know, so, you know, just so you know, and because we did that, people would come late all the time, and then what would happen is I would get upset that people were late, and then I would start going into the story about how people are never showing up on time, and and I'd be like, oh, people don't like appreciate what I do, and they're not respecting. Like, why do they always come late, and why do they always do this, and why don't they just start earlier? Why don't they try? Tr-? And I would just like be like boohooing about like why people couldn't come on time, and so radical responsibility says, well, how is this on you? Like, how, how are you like, like, this is on you. Like, how can you take ownership over this situation? How can you completely take control over this and just be like, okay, I'm going to own the situation. I'm going to own like how I feel. I'm going to own how I feel moving forward. And so I didn't like that. I felt undervalued, annoyed, felt like a victim boo-hooing when people came late. So I said to myself, how can I take ownership over the situation? So I took away that grace period. And I made a very, very strict policy moving forward where I said, doors close at 6.30. That's just what it is. Because our setup was like, we didn't have like a front desk or anything like that. Like It was like a very unique club situation and it was in the basement. So like Mm -hmm. once, like we had to lock the doors, right? Because we couldn't just like let the nightclub be just wide open to like the street, right? And so- we made a strict policy where it was like doors lock at 630. We start at 630 on the dot. And that is that like if you paid for class, if you signed up like that's too bad, like you are deciding to forfeit you know, the workout. You're deciding to forfeit your $25 or whatever it is if you don't show up on time. And that's just what it is. And that was me taking ownership of the way I feel. That was me taking ownership over my class. That was me taking radical responsibility over the entire situation. And sure, some people were a little annoyed at first. Some people felt like they were getting something taken away from them. But that is where I had to radically take responsibility over the situation, even though I knew that some people might have gotten annoyed, even if I knew that maybe some people would have stopped coming because I had this new policy. I had to radically take ownership over the way that I felt. And the way that I want to run my business so that I can stop feeling like a victim to other people showing up late and whatnot.
1: Okay. So the thing that's so funny there, because you know where I went with it was, so, right, you noticing I'm so, you know, totally irritated and feeling devalued. Okay. I'm going to work on how, I I mean, I love what you did and I think that's exactly perfect, but I would have also said, okay, I'm going to work on it. So that I let go of feeling irritated and devalued. You know, Mm -hmm. what is it that it says about me that that's how I'm responding?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think I didn't go into that part because to me, (laughs) that's kind of like a given, but because like, that's how I get to that action. Mm. Right. So I went, I went straight to the action. Yeah. And so what happens in between that? So thank you for pointing that out because yes, before I get to that action, of implementing the no more grace period policy, right? From now on, we close our doors at 6.30. Why? Because I realized in that moment, so let me let me reverse engineer this a little bit. I realized that the reason why I gave that grace period in the first place was because of my own scarcity mindset. Mm. It was because of my own fear that people wouldn't like me if I didn't give them a grace period. It was my own fear that people wouldn't want to come to my class if I didn't give them that grace period. It was my own fear and insecurity that I had to give more because I didn't feel like I would I had the right
1: to set to, a boundary to set yeah. a boundary. Yeah,
0: exactly. And so it was my own like lack of confidence in myself it was my own lack of like belief in my worthiness it was my own scarcity mindset that prevented me from just putting that policy in the first place
1: yeah and
0: so because of my own fears and insecurities i gave that grace period and then by doing that i caused myself even more i perpetuated more of that same insecurity i perpetuated yeah. even more feeling undervalued when I put that grace period in the first place, because I didn't feel worthy enough. Yeah, that's so funny. So I actually, so I perpetuated that myself. And that was when I was like, hold up, wait a minute, I'm doing this to myself. This is my own stuff. I need to set this boundary right now. I need to do this for me. Otherwise I'm going to feel resentful and I'm going to sabotage myself even more if I don't.
1: Yeah, I love that. I love to, yeah, I love this kind of stuff. <laughs> Totally. So why are we doing, you know, why are we doing what we're doing and how are we thinking and what do we do in response? Yeah. So, And you could go and, you know, part of what I love about the radical responsibility is you've got to tell the truth. Mm-hmm. It, it's like, you have got to be completely honest with yourself Yes. about what it is that you're doing, what you're thinking, what you're believing why you're going that way. And sometimes it's hard to do that, to learn how to yeah. do that.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Can, can I cuss on you? Or is this PG 13? No, go right? ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. Well, what I was going to say is radical responsibility is literally owning your own shit.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Right. It's like literally owning your own shit. Like, so for me, like my, my own shit was my own insecurities, my own fears, like that's my shit, right? Like that's my own like stuff. Yeah. And. And that was why I like created this grace period in the first place. So if I was not doing the work, if I was not being radically responsible, I would have blamed. I would have shamed. I would have been like, they don't appreciate me. Like they never like, they they don't respect my boundaries. Like they always show up late. They don't care about like, they don't like see how great I am. They don't see like what an amazing like value I provide. They don't, they don't, they don't appreciate this like thing. And I would just sulk and I would just like be in my shit. Right. Mm-hmm. And I would just like, and I would just like, not like realize that this is my own stuff yeah. that's rippling and manifesting. Yeah. And so, so radical responsibility says like, no, 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 hold up. Like, how is this, you just not, not doing your own work. Mm-hmm. yeah And, and how can you now do your own work and then back it up with the actions and the boundaries?
1: Yeah. That's so cool. And so I just, it gets with with these discussions. You start to look at you start to unpack it, and you're like, "Wow, I could I am really getting my getting in my own way here." Mm-hmm. And I love you know like and here's how you go about doing it differently if yep. you really want to. If you really it's it's almost even just takes a lot of hon- honesty to say no. This isn't actually really what I'm wanting right from yes. life because you know a lot of people that I work with, and I'm sure a lot of people, you, their, their lives are pretty gosh darn good already. Right. It's just, there's that. Am I really stepping into the potential? Where am I settling almost?
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I, I, I've thought about that word quite a bit, you know, in my twenties, you know, especially in like relationships or career situations where it's like, I think I'm settling right now. Mm -hmm. I think I'm settling and like, and how is this my own stuff?
1: yes yes and it almost always is mm-hmm. okay so we're almost out of time I can't believe it I could ask you a million more questions <laughs> is it what would you say if there's one thing you know if people are kind of like I don't know what's one thing you would say or ask them to get them started on like okay you know looking at their life differently where, where do you say go ahead get started here
0: mm. well I think first things first, I think I would say, like, how do you show up for yourself Mm. on a a day-to-day basis? Like, what do you do for yourself? Like, how do you show up for yourself? Um, Because so much of the reason why folks are struggling is because they're not showing up for themselves. And what I mean by that is they're, you know, out there, like, living for other people putting their job before themselves putting their family before themselves or feeling guilty being driven by responsibilities and pressures and whatnot all these external pressures and they often forget to just pause and really like think about themselves and so then we're getting caught up in all these drama trauma spirals and you know ripples and riptides and whatnot. And so the first thing I would just start with is, you know, how do you show up for yourself? I would even say like on a scale of one through 10, like, how would you rate your ability to show up for yourself? Do you even know what that means? What does it even mean for you to show up for yourself? Do you even know what it means to show up for yourself? I would actually maybe even start there, like, hey, what does it mean for you to show up for yourself? And do you do that on a scale of one through 10? Like, how would you rate your ability to do that? What do you think would happen if you showed up for yourself more? Like, what do you think would be the ripple effect of that? Um, So I would start with those basic questions. And then as far as like action steps go, you know, action steps and a question is like, Hey, like, you know, what do you do to take care of yourself? So like, how do you take care of your body? How do you take care of your health? Because that's one of the first, that is like the first, I mean, Obviously we can control a lot of things, right? Like the way, you know, we can choose how we think we can choose how to look at something um, and whatnot, but taking care of your physical body, taking care of your health is such an easy, low hanging fruit to take control of your life and your happiness and your wellness. And so I would say, you know, like really start there. Like, what are you doing to take care of yourself at the most basic level? Like, are you drinking water? Do you stay hydrated? Do you get plenty of sleep at night? Do you sleep through the night? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, are, are, you getting, are you getting your body? Do you break a sweat every, every few days or every other day? You know, Do you do those things? Why not if you don't?
1: Yeah. And, the, and really, there's so much starting the, right there. You're already changing what's going on and how you feel and in your like in your emotions and the thoughts you're thinking, just doing that right there is really getting yourself started.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean when you start thinking about yourself more and when you start thinking about like how you take care of yourself or how, or how you should take care of yourself, you know, you have no choice, but to start like shifting your lifestyle a little bit. Like you have to start changing your routine. Like you have to like make time. You have to kind of like assess like how you're spending your, your days and your time, literally your life.
1: Mm -hmm. So it really does responsibility. (laughs) Yeah,
0: exactly. And it starts to kind of, and then that's where the shift, you know, can start for sure.
1: Wow. Well, it's been fun, fun talking to you. Do you want to remind people where they can find you and learn about you and your work and all that?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, you can find me anywhere on the internet, obviously. Uh, uh, Sometimes I just say, you know, just Google me, Lillian. So, (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, you can find all the links through there and all kinds of content and YouTube pages and Yelp pages and, you you know, and all that stuff. But if you want to go to a formal website, you can visit me at thesomethod.com. It's the so method.com. And that's where you can find links to my book, learn a little bit more about my programs and how I help people transform, you know, and unlock a decade of growth in a matter of weeks, uh, through my proven simple digestible process and uh you know i'm very very uh, in all of my channels so you know you can literally find my email you can direct message me find me on social media it is so easy to get a hold of me all you have to do is just reach out it's an open open invitation my door is open
1: great thank you it's been fun fun talking to you and thank listeners you so thank you again for being here and showing up for yourself until next time, remember that you do hold the power to change and transform your world.
0: Are you ready to discover your superpowers? Go now to superpowerexperts.com and take the superpower quiz today.